You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fun they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in Matt. Hello. My legs hurt. Your legs hurt? And my tummy hurts. Why? And my arms hurt. Okay. I've done upwards of two strength and conditioning sessions, so I feel like now I'm a pro and I can talk about it <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with, with confidence. Um, uh, I don't like them. I don't like them, Matt. I don't like them. I don't want to do them anymore. <laughs> Go to the gym. Go to the gym. Uh, no, they, it's shit. It's really shit. I, this is why I've been avoiding it for the last six years. I hate it. Everything hurts, and I won't be able to walk tomorrow. You know, you know, after you uh, you guys uh, ousted me for not going at gym uh, on the last show. Mhm. Yeah, I went to the gym. Cushed it. Cushed it. But I, I could have. I, I would have bet my house on you going to the gym because the thing about you, Matthew Taylor, is that you are very, very susceptible to peer pressure. I'll, 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 I'll injure myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 10, Episode 4 of the What The Falling Podcast. My name is Rob, and this little broken man is called... Uh, tiny Dancer, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> How did you injure yourself, you stupid idiot? Uh, obviously, I've not been uh, since before Manchester. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to do the squats, and I thought I could lift what I lifted four, four, four weeks, five weeks ago. And I went straight to that, doing a squat, and just my, uh, my hamstring just... We're on fire, so uh, I don't know if he's quite injured. I just think he's overuse uh, going to a vet. So Uber Doms, we'll call them Uber Doms. I've got Uber, I've got Uber Doms. <laughs> Uber Doms. And that's not when you order a pizza. <laughs> you can get some cream for that. <laughs> JP's here, Captain Carbs. How we doing, mate? Lurking in the background as always. Yeah, talking of Uber Doms, I've got the same. I played football this weekend and I regret it a lot. Scored an hat trick though, didn't you? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> well, for someone who scored a lot of hat tricks in his career, for someone who's never scored a hat trick in his career, um, maybe it would have been worth it. But talking talking about me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, there you go. Great. Uh, so you're suffering. You're suffering. I'm suffering. What a way to start the show, Matt. What else is on the show today? Uh, we're going to talk a bit about how our weeks in running's gone. Uh, we've got the awesome Lizzie Diamond, Dimond, uh, she prefers to be called Diamond. Uh, he talks to you. She, she talks to you, Rob, about the recent Newport Newport Marathon. Uh, talks openly and emotionally about that as well, so uh, juggling family life. Uh, and as an awesome ASICS front runner, uh, part run duo Bema are back from uh, back in Blighty after last week's trip to uh, over the border. SMG. SMG? Who's SMG? 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 Statman Griffiths. Statman Griffiths. Ah, he's undercover. Uh, that's what she said. SMG. SM. Statman Gary. Stop. Yeah. Ooh. People think that Gary Ludwin is SMG, don't they? They do. Interesting. Yeah. The plot thickens. The, the, plot, slip there, the plot thickens like Adam Brown's old beard. How many fallen family name drops can we get in this segment? <laughs> Matt, continue. Uh, yes. SM- Jolly. SMJ receives another care package uh, on his deserted island. I forgot which one it is all the time. Uh, We've got the roll calls uh, and thank yous. And also we've got a bit of chat about um, my fitness pal. I think that's doing the rounds in the uh, the group chat at the minute. It has been. 
Uh, so we're going to have a bit of a chat about that as well. Let's do it. How's your week been in running, Matthew? It's been good. I mean, I don't want to say too much because I've got uh, I've got uh, people following me on Strava and, uh, and, and you know, having eyes on what I've been doing and stuff. So uh, you did you did hill intervals, didn't you? Ben, Ben, he's been running up hills. Ben, Ben, he's been running fast up hills. I ben, tell him off. I haven't. It wasn't hills. It wasn't hills. Fortunately, we recorded the second segment before we recorded this one, so he's got away with that until next week. Uh, he's just going to avoid Ben for an entire week, and uh, and also Ben's phone's run out, so there's no way he can log on and see what's happening. So, <laughs> anyway, it's been, it's been been a good week actually. I did uh, did some refereeing on Saturday. Uh, that was that was a decent mileage. Uh, I walked home from after a piss up on Sunday, five miles. <laughs> 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 Can I just can I just say there is nothing that was better about my week than the voice note that you sent me. <laughs> I'm not gonna go in. Matt got bladdered and managed to talk his way out of getting a lift home off Donna because he's a moron. And so in, they decided very stubbornly, instead of just saying, Donna, I'm sorry, can I have a lift home? He very stubbornly decided he was going to walk five miles home. He sent, and then started sending me voice notes, trying to convince, I'm not sure if it was me or himself, that he was really happy to be walking home. It was something akin to, you know when life just gets a little bit stressful? He said like Mary Poppins. Like when, when, when work is just too hard and then you step outside and the sun's shining, and you've got a big fat kebab in your hand, and you've got five miles to walk home. Ah, life, eh? And then, and then he sent me another one saying, I think I'm going to have to do a shit in a bush. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't. I didn't have to use the... Do, well, do the well, well done, Matt. Well done, you. Thank you. Oh, it's been, uh, been quite a good week, actually. I ran with some, <laughs> some yesterday. You did. Intervals today, so yes, we've been pretty good now. How about you? <laughs> Solid, yeah, good, good, thank you. Uh, well, in case you didn't hear the first time, I did my strength and conditioning uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, I'm very pleased with that. My Cooper Run Coach plan is now locked in for Wilmslow 10K, and that involves some S and C. Last week was probably quite not easy, but a bit of a kind of a, a, an intro week. Maybe I was still only seven days out from the marathon, so I probably put about. 15 miles 20 miles on the clock uh nothing too laborious although i did have a good go at parkrun on saturday which we'll talk about a bit later that was nice took the brakes off and then um five miles sunday four miles yesterday and i did some strength and conditioning today and very much looking forward to a rest day tomorrow so yeah was was there not another random attack with a fly Oh yeah, we went out running on Friday, and a fly went into my eye. Did did did, did you send one my way? Because I was running with Sammy the other day, and one went up my nose. Well, that was getting you back for being mean to me and taking photos. He was what? like, when what? when he went in my eye, he was like, right, now we're even, and I was like, right, okay, and I was like, fuck, you do me a favour, will you go and get Matt up his nose? Lad, do you realise it's spring, and that's just what happened? Mm. No, it was it was one fly. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. Just random little attacks. Same guy. I reckon. I recognised him. I know your face anyway, you little prick. That was talking to Matt, by the way, not the fly. Um, yes, but yeah. So a fly went in my eye. It was horrible. It was no. To be fair, it wasn't as bad as you know when it, it, you have that moment, don't you? When it goes in your eye, 
and you think, I'm going to run my finger down my eye, and it's either going to come out, and it's going to be all right, or I'm just going to roll it further behind my eyeball, and my life's going to be shit for the next forever. Fortunately, I managed to roll it out down my cheek while you were taking photos of me, of course. Standard. But yeah, it's not as, it's not as good as the story as the, as the swallowing the fly one. I just I got over it pretty quick. Okay. But yeah, flies hate me. Uh, JP, you recovering? Yeah, um, I've stopped eating all the food. Mmm. Interesting. I've not really run a great deal. Like I said, I played football stupidly on Saturday, um, which in, while we were playing, it was great fun. And a few beers afterwards was, you know, good. But yeah, I haven't run since. <laughs> so and it's it's Tuesday. Well, it's interesting that you say that you've uh, stopped eating all the food because that probably segues us nicely into our uh, next conversation, which we didn't really plan on having. But I mean, we've not got tons and tons to cover this week in the opening segment. So why not give it five, ten minutes? I think it is a worthwhile chat. Um, there was a bit of a conversation in our WhatsApp chat this week, the Fartlek family chat um, around my fitness pal. And it was instigated by me, unfortunately. Sorry, um, because I've started using it. I've never used it before. JP suggested it. Um, about two or three weeks ago. And I thought, I'm not going to change anything in the name of my marathon plan, but I am a little bit podgy at the minute. I'm a little bit overweight. My BMI is a little bit higher than it should be for a man of my age, size, whatever it is that measures it. So I'd like to lose a little bit of weight. I run 30 miles a week, but I do one very specific kind of exercise and I have no control of my diet. And I'm very prone to binging. So I'll eat pretty well. It's quite hard to... Well, it's, no, it's not hard. That's 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 a lie. You can definitely eat shit and be vegan. But it's harder than it is if, you're an om, if you've got an omnivorous diet. Um, because naturally, there's better food that you have to eat because you can't eat a lot of other shit food. So what I tend to do is I'll eat really well two or three days in a row. But then I will... Sat, there'll be a six pack of McCoys in the cupboard that are for the kids lunches and I will finish them in I'm not exaggerating 24 hours like I will eat them in a day they'll just go so I think for me it was more a question of I need something to just give me a little bit of perspective on what's going into my body and I think my fitness pal as a tool was a very good means to do that and I still believe it's a good means to do that um it's it's almost like but then in reality the flip side of that conversation is would it be any different if I was just keeping a diary if I was just writing down what I was eating because it's not necessarily for me about calories in and out although it is interesting to learn about the calories going in and out but it's more about the volume of what I'm eating like when you see three bags of crisps written down on a on an app and the calories and the salt and the sodium that's in that and the shit it kind of gives you a little bit of a reality check so I'm quite enjoying it, but it did open a conversation, lads, didn't it, about maybe some of the pitfalls, the dangers, and the, how it can impact different people differently. Yeah, can I take just one step back for a second into mm. BMI? Outdated and total bullshit. I just Googled. I, I, Googled, I, I Googled how much should I weigh at 36 and 5 foot 8, and that's what came up. But, but talking is quite a tall, quite well-built guy. I've, I've always been overweight. <laughs> It's all well built. No, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Speaking as an Adonis. That, that's only proper wang now, doesn't it? But yeah, you, um. <laughs> Speaking as a perfect specimen of yeah. men. 
Um, but but not... even, even even when I was sixteen stone and overweight after we'd had Archie, like I was showing this way off the chart, like way off the chart. And now I'm in relatively good shape. I'm still obese according to BMI. It's bullshit. No, for, for, for comment. Yeah. What about what do you reckon then, Matt? Because it did open up a bit of a conversation, didn't it? Yeah, well, obviously, I think I spoke about it in the run up to Manchester. I was using it as a, I don't know if I spoke to you, to you or as a, on the podcast as a whole, but I was using it as a tool to, to watch my calories going in and stuff. And it, 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 it I think I, I had that conversation with you about a calorie deficit diet, but it wasn't kind, it wasn't, wasn't calorie deficit because I, the, 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 runs I was doing was kind of adding on some calories I could take uh, but like you say keep keeping a note of your what your intake all the shit food it makes you more aware of what you're you're putting into your body so you may probably make better choices instead of going and having a bag of crisp or whatever you'll pick up an apple or pick up a, a banana and have some same pretty, pretty much the same amount of calories in banana as a bag of crisp though Matt and that 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 for me is the danger that, that for me is the danger because there's more to it what and this isn't just a my fitness pal thing and can we just go on record say none of us are qualified nutritions none of us are giving you advice we're not giving you advice to anybody listening your health journey is your own health journey and if you want help you need to speak to a a professional yeah we're just we're just talking about our experiences but what i think the potential danger of something like my fitness pal is there's the same amount of calories an apple's got about 110 calories in it bag of crisps got about 130 140 there's not that much of a difference but an apple has got a lot more nutrients in it than a bag of crisps so but again then it's a balancing act because a lot of sugar in an apple so you might think oh i'm gonna eat four apples no that's wrong as well it's about balance i think and so when you oversimplify something in an app without the ability we, we spoke about we spoke about this before as well when it comes to um some of the positives and and, and maybe pitfalls of an online running plan versus an in-person coach you can't speak to somebody you can't speak to somebody about how uh, something can be tailored for you it can have danger and i think that's what came out in the group chat i think there were some people that got great experiences with it but there's some people that and it's not just my fitness pal we're not here to bash an app or to sell an app you know what i mean we've got no vested interest in it one way or another but anything like that calorie tracking and trying to work in a calorie deficit can be addictive it can be super addictive and you know you can find yourself the first thing you do in the morning is going on and tracking those calories and it almost becomes a competition against yourself how to shave them for some people that can be incredibly effective for some people it can be destructive and i think the, the bit about balance is the key um, and, and it's more that awareness, you know. So I, I think one of the main pitfalls is if you kind of follow the the online guide and then it, it tells you how many calories you should be having, and that almost works in any exercise that you're going to do. So then one of the main pitfalls straight away is if you run 10k, oh well, there's an extra five six hundred calories there that I can eat. You can't really because that's all been worked into it for you. I, I think for me the way that I've used it in the past is that it's that awareness and. Um, I think I put on the group actually. You know, the best analogy is if you if you go on a big shopping spree on a weekend and you know you, you spend a few hundred pounds on new trainers and a nice meal and you know some other things that you want to do, you're probably going to be quiet for the rest of the week. That's almost the same with your, your diet. Mm. You should still be able to go and enjoy the foods that you want to enjoy, but you're not going to go and have a McDonald's every single night because you know that that's that's where you can come unstuck. Yeah. Um, and it and it's it's just giving you that that little bit of insight into you know th- those little bits of balance oh certain foods that you don't think and this is probably more relevant for you rob protein is 
tough to get into your diet because you know of, of the vegan lifestyle but there are certain foods that you don't necessarily think actually that's really high in protein and yeah. something like a my fitness pal can highlight those to you better than than you know just reading the yeah. back of the packet yeah definitely everything in moderation and everything with context yeah. and perspective i mean we'll, we'll come back to it uh we, we we've talked about it a few times in the past but a great point and great person to talk about and has done and has her own podcast doing it now is laura jones we are fearless uh, i think the, the takeaway thing that i've always kind of thought about with her was um the the, the line you can't hate yourself thin um yeah. i think i think it's perfect and she comes out of pearls all the time and that's the good thing about we are fearless this isn't we are fearless isn't laura chatting shit it's not laura interviewing people it's laura giving half an hour and she is a professional she is a qualified nutritionist and she gives you half an hour 40 minutes of her time every week to to talk about a different subject and there's some doozies on there already and i'd really recommend uh it a good start for 10 if you are thinking about diet and if you are thinking about having a healthy relationship with food because while something like my fitness pal can be incredibly useful like jp says as a tool um uh, as a mechanism to support whatever your fitness goals might be um it in isolation uh it, it can become a little bit of a um a, a flapping around in the dark and it can become um uh, in some cases quite destructive and we did yeah. we did hear first-hand examples of that within the group chat so i think the takeaway advice is probably takeaway <laughs> the takeaway advice is a kebab let's just fuck yeah. it all off like eat, eat the doorknot eat, enjoy the doorknot yeah don't regret the doorknot no just don't do it every day yeah yeah that's it that's that, it and, from it as well yeah like, like, like i think we've said it about social media as well stuff like that you, you use it what you think what you need to use it for don't you if, if you you get benefits from just tracking what you want but still enjoying the things that you like then there's no no harm in that i don't think no no I, no you're right mate you're right and social media is a great kind of segue and i don't want to put too much more time into this conversation because we could go on for hours but that's another one it comes to that com- comparison thing where you might see someone saying on social media i've just downloaded my fitness pal or i've just gone on the atkins diet or i've just started doing keto and i've lost this that and the other and i'm having a great time you don't see the fact that necessary and then it might be it might be that person's journey might fit that lifestyle but it might also just be for instagram you might not see the fact they're shitting rusty water every night you know what i mean like you, you, you don't <laughs> Sorry, but you, but you don't do you, you don't know what sits behind. That will be one hell of a reel. Anyway, get out of me. Uh, but anyway, I've I've made light of something that's not a light subject. So just to circle back round, you don't know what happens behind the squares, and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Um, just remember that everything. And and this, I'm not even going to go as far as to say you should do this or you should do that. Just remember context remember perspective and remember it's your journey and remember that there are professionals out there that if you feel like you need additional help you can go to them and they will give you they will provide they will charge you for the service because that is their job and their time isn't free but if you want professional support that's who you go to or go and see a a gp and do it through the nhs that's the they're your options um but you're all amazing and you're doing good things and keep keep going because it's hard it's hard getting older. It's hard if you're getting a bit bigger. It's hard if it's not going the way you think it should be going. Um, and if you are comparing yourself to others. So just remember that we've got your back and um, and, and you're doing great. And just keep going because, you know, we don't. Yeah, just that's it. Just just keep going and, and you're fine. You're all fine. Um, right then. 
let's move on. We've got a we've got a guest to get to, haven't we, boys? Oh, hang on, the ties just come in. Okay. Oh yeah. I for- oh, well, thanks, JP. I almost forgot about the best bloody segment in the show. Uh, is there by any chance a, a, a cassette lurking around in that inbound tide, JP? No, it's just a seashell. No, no, there is. Of course there is. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Can I can understand the, 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 the tide coming in. Is, is that like a, it's a bit like a safe word? It seems like a safe word or something, somebody might say. <laughs> no, mate, it's just a bottle coming from a deserted island. So. Oh, yeah, it's just that man John said, but what? Don't what? Ruin it. What do you and Donna get up to? Um, what a weird safe word. <laughs> yeah. well, when I, well, when I ring Donna about picking me up, I, I, I think the tide's coming in. She does nothing. Oh, I thought you meant when she had like a 12-inch strap on up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, the tide's coming in. Donna, the, the, tide, the tide's definitely in, Donna. <laughs> oh, dear. He's not denying it. Uh, no, he's oh, not. Oh, that audio, JP, and save Matt from his shame. Nothing to be be ashamed of, mate. Emma, lads. Ladies. Emma. How are you all? Thinking of me on this uh, deserted island of Nick's? It's getting pretty hard. Oh, that's what she said. (laughs) That one made me chuckle. Yeah, so I'm out and make myself last now. And uh, that's it, me and Mozzie. Or Morris, whatever I called him, can't remember. We fall now. Kept calling me Gary Ludwin. Don't know why. But uh Yeah, the days are going by. Slow. I'm thinking of Emma, that's helping. That's mum, other ladies. Um What the what's that? Oh my god, something's flying. Is it a Superman? Is it a plane? Is it oh, oh, oh it's a gear package, here it is. Oh God, let me open it up. Oh, there's a label. Let me read it. Oh, pack of bubbles. That's strange. Anyway, this is from at Dumb Witness. Oh, let's let's give it a play. Inject. Enter me. Hi there, SMG. It's Darren, Doug, Dumb Witness. The guys tell me you find yourself in a bit of a predicament, stuck on a deserted island. So they've asked me to send you this care package, which I will do. It's my absolute pleasure to do that for you, SMG. So first up in the care package is the one piece of running kit that I could not do without. And that would be my Aftershocks headphones. Actually, the Aeropex model, they don't make them anymore. They call them something else. They're the same thing. They just keep changing the name, some marketing ploy. Um, take them with me on every run just for not just for music but for hearing my splits off my watch that kind of thing Um, use them all the time the build quality is absolute shit to be honest with you I'm on my third pair but you can probably get cheaper ones off Wish but you know you stick with what you know don't you Um, I used to be an ambassador for them and that ended badly as well so but yeah you're welcome to a pair of uh, Aftershocks Aeropex headphones there you go um food my pre-race food well i'll send you some of that as well if it's a big race my ritual pre-marathon the day before i'll always have a massive italian and that to me is a massive pizza um that's my definite pre-marathon food is always a big pizza on lunchtime of the day before somewhat late in the evening but my go-to food before any race is just some uh, 
chocolate croissants or chocolate brioche rolls, that kind of thing. Um, get a big multi-bag of them from Asda and knock a couple of them down before a race. That's my go-to food pre-race. Um, and then something for you to listen to. Um, podcast episode from What The Fat Like Podcast. Well, there's so many, isn't there? And it, it's pretty impossible to single one out. Um, there's so many that have had like a profound effect and you know let's be honest there's a few that was ended and you sat there with tears in your eyes um, but one that stands out for me 7 series 7 episode 11 Paul Griffiths absolute eye-opening episode the guys uh, the way he opens up and uh, so open and honest absolute and what a guy he is as well um, yeah so hope you're not stranded there too long hope you find something to uh past your time and uh hope to see you soon take care thanks doug what a man are you some sort of bird whisperer background sounds are you playing might need to recruit you in the future anyway thanks for the goodies i've got the uh headphones in ex-ambassador please tell us more on that story um, pizza, fantastic, chocolate pan of chocolates, brilliant. I used to make them back in the day uh, with Bronchosaurus. That's another story another day. And Paul Griffiths, the action man, the man. Wow, what an episode. What a body. I could go on. Starting to get inappropriate. But there's something else in the package. Let's have a look. Oh, wow. 2019 London Marathon Medal with a tag. What's it say? Here's my random object because I forgot to say it in the audio. FFS. Well, thank you very much. I will wear this. I will insert it. I'll try different things. I've got a week to go. So any more packages, please. I love a good package. That's what she said. Keep them coming. Goodbye. Uh, Matt, I, th- I think Statman John might need your safe word. <laughs> I forgot it. I forgot it. The tide, the tide's coming. Um, uh, did anyone else really want to know more about Doug's fallout with Aftershocks? <laughs> <laughs> Bill's cult is pretty shit. <laughs> um, that just, yeah. That, 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 I think Doug, Doug's an onion, man. Doug is an onion. Yeah. There, there are layers to Doug that we do not even, we've not even scratched the surface of that amazing man who gets drunk and makes T-shirts and dances on tables. I'm definitely going to try Dumb Witness 20 on Aftershock's website, see if we get a discount. See, see if it's still there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, great. Good. And uh, and the background noise as well. wonder where he was. Some kind of bird... Where's what, what, what a place where birds go? <laughs> you just always say birdery. Birdery. Atrium? No, that's not a thing. What is it? What's it called? A place where there's loads of birds. Avery! Matt Taylor! Look at me with the words! Look at me with that. <laughs> oh, the roll, how the tables have turned. Maybe I need oh, to it, it doesn't feel right, this. The tables are very much turned. <gasps> Did you just do an evil hand-fingered gesture? <laughs> like Mr. Burns. Um, right, good. Doug, thank you. We love Doug. Um, and we love SMJ. Stay strong, SMJ. 
you're now four episodes through the series. We're dragging this out, so get comfy because um, you're going to be there for a while longer. Um, what's next? Lizzie? Yes. Do we have a chat with Lizzie Dimon, Diamond, Diamonte? However you want to pronounce it, it's... I think Ben Ben comes up with a good one in the uh, in, in the after bit, doesn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, when. Ben Ben Ben's on form, so please do stay tuned after what is sure to be an amazing main event to hear all about Ben's grasp of shapes um, and park <laughs> stuff. Um, anyway, but before that, let's get to the main event. Asics front frontrunner, Newport Marathon winner. Uh, and generally all-round good egg, Lizzie Dimond, is with us, um, talking all things running, all about her story, her journey, how she balances family life with an incredible um, uh, running story and some incredible times as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not flat my gums anymore. You can hear it right now. JP, roll that audio and let's have a chat with another superstar. Now then, you lot, we all know that ASIC's frontrunners are always the best of eggs, and it's an absolute joy to chat to them whenever we can and learn all about their journeys. And today, I'm speaking to a lady who's hot off the back of London Marathon, that itself taking place just a week after she went and did something pretty incredible in Newport. Mouthwatering times, podium finishes, and the covers of magazines are all becoming a staple of a running life, but that isn't the story in full. She's someone who takes a huge amount of pride and commits a heap of effort in balancing her running achievements with her family life, striving to bring her children along for the ride to show them the strength, determination and occasionally the outright stubbornness that's needed to succeed, not only in a race, but in life. Her Instagram handle runner of four pays homage to the four greatest cheerleaders she has. And today we're going to find out all about them, about her and the road travelled so far. Flying the Welsh flag high. Please join me in welcoming the excellent Lizzie Diamond. How are we doing today? That was a fabulous introduction. Thank you. You're very welcome. How are we? You all right? Yeah, all good, thank you. How are you? Good, yes, very well. Hectic old day, but happy to be taking an hour out of it to chat to you. How has it been so far? Have you managed to get out for a run? No, I haven't run since London, and I'm loving it. We're in full-on recovery mode. Yeah, me too. I'm in the exact same boat, exact same boat. So good. Now, listen, we've got loads to get through. I don't know how we're going to squeeze it into half an hour, so let's just get chatting. Um, You've got a huge presence on the old social media, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners already follow you and know a bit about you. But if they don't, let's go back to the start. Do you mind just telling us a little bit about how you first got into running? Where did the journey begin? Yeah, of course. Um, So I started running before I got married in 2017. Um, For me, I just wanted to get a bit fitter. Um, and I wanted to look the best I could on my wedding day. Um, and yeah, a lot of stuff happened um, in the lead up to the wedding that kind of um, were like a catalyst to make me run. Um, so a couple of bereavements in the family, things like that. So running became for me, it wasn't just getting out and it wasn't really for me anymore um, just to go and run and get fit and, and look trimmer or whatever it might have been. It was for me to have headspace and to kind of be free and kind of process things in my head and then um and then as soon as I kind of did the Cardiff half marathon was that that was like my first big big one for me um I was completely hooked joined a club and off it went tell me let's talk about Cardiff half then so when you say it was your first big one was it the first race you did or you'd done a couple of 10k shorter distance before or was that kind of the first time you're in that race environment because Cardiff half's not a bad one to be starting with it's such an amazing and such a big race as well it's my favorite it's my absolute favorite um I 
I've done Cardiff Half many a year ago when I just did it for fun. Yep. Um, just you know, no training, nothing serious about it. But it had more meaning to it this time because I was running for charity. Yep. I was running for Valindra Cancer Centre. And um, so I had a lot of emotion behind it. Um, so it was, I didn't really run, um, I ran on my feelings, basically. I ran, you know, when you're really emotional and you just feel like you can just, you know, like Usain Bolt, just, just sprinting. <laughs> because you're just so full of it um for me it was that like all my family were there and um and you know how much that means to me so when I ran Cardiff Half it was such a wonderful feeling to raise money um and run just for the enjoyment and the freedom and then see my family and I thought I, I have to have this feeling again I need it so um and that was it that was literally the, the beginning. Yeah. So you said that you joined a club from there. Um, talk to me about those, those. I don't want to say formative years, because I know you said you dabbled in running before and you'd, you'd kind of done it for, for, for other reasons prior to that. But the journey really is going to kick on from there. And, you know, I, I know that you're quite a humble person and we're not going to go in deep talking about times. But let's just start by saying you are very, very fast and you're very, very good. So how does that start building towards what you are today as a runner from, from from that first Cardiff marathon experience? So I didn't really care about the time that I finished Cardiff half mm. Um And it wasn't until I joined the running club, um, Liz Wary Runners, um, that they, they introduced me and I didn't know what group to go into because obviously you have groups, don't you? And um, they said, oh, well, she, she just did the Cardiff half marathon in... I'm going to say like uh, one, one, three, five, one, three, seven, something like that. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was something like that. Um, so it was actually them that made me think that it had potential, basically. It, it was a time that could be worked on. And so I joined the club just to have friends whilst running and create like a nice, you know, base and, and network around me. Um, but it was actually because of them that I, I thought I could have potential to, to work on it and improve. And and what was the process from there then? Was it just getting down to running club, getting to the sessions, learning from the, the coaches and the experienced guys that would have been there and, and cracking on? Was Is there any kind of like piece of advice or moment that you can remember where you thought, OK, if I do this, this is going to get me to that next level? Um, so I joined. Yeah. So I go there twice a week and I would do the long runs on the Sunday um, in and I. I the people who I ran with just talked to me, obviously, about running and about what it was doing, doing these long runs and what I was doing with my body and how it's improving my aerobic base and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to sign up for something. Um, and so I signed up for the Great Welsh Marathon um, and I just trained um, with the club, basically. So I did I did my sessions on track or on, on the road because um, I had access to that. So that was really helpful. Um, I think I only did at that point probably one session a week. There was no coach or anything like that. It was just kind of group sessions. Um, so it was just initially running with the club, running with mm. them. And I did about 30 miles a week for my first marathon. Um and at that time, that was enough. I was I was really pleased with that. And then and then I I ran the marathon and I came second. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like my no one even came to see me. I was like, Ben, stay at home with the kids. I'm just going to just going to just going to do this and just enjoy it and see what happens. And then it, I thought, oh, maybe I could 
maybe I could go even faster. And then and then that's when I, I kind of look for a coach then and I kind of went through that route. And how did how did that change? I think it's a really good point not to kind of labour it. But I think before we move on, I think what you've said is really interesting because even at the, the end of, you know, you're saying that you're podiuming here on, on, on races. So even at your end of the spectrum, taking not taking on too much too soon in your running journey i think can be really important because we want to get involved we want to we want to do as well as we can we see all these plans we see what other people are doing we think about speed sessions we think about taking coaches on we think about nutrition and strength and it's all super important but i think to your point that first step of just running consistently can build that foundation so that we don't overstretch ourselves too soon yeah absolutely um I, I just wanted to work within my my capability. My mm. obviously family came first, uh, my commitments to work came first. And so realistically in my life at that time I could only fit in 30 miles and, and I thought it'll be what it'll be. I wasn't running for anything specific. I ran uh, with a guy who I met on the day and it was a really lovely experience. Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> I didn't feel very well because I didn't I feel or not feel. Um, I didn't really know about fueling at that time. I was really, yeah, I've learned so much. Um, I just say I ate whatever everyone was giving me. I was having a lovely belly babies and all. Um, but yeah, and so it was only sheer luck. And to be fair, at the end, it was it was a, just a bit more grit, uh, more than anything. You know, the last 10k, I was like, I think I've got a little bit left. Um, and honestly, I feel like it was only the last bit that I, I did begin taking over people. But I, again, you've got to work with with what you're given. Yeah, absolutely. So how how does the journey then progress? So you get a coach at that point. How does that help you then kick on to the next stage? So it made me more disciplined, basically. Um, and having the structure of um, knowing uh, what the runs were doing for me and how they were making me a, a better runner and a more efficient runner um, really helped. Um, although what I will say is, though, if I did miss sessions, I would never chase them because uh, I would miss them for a good reason. Uh, and at the end of the day, they're missed. And I'm and I just don't want the pressure of trying to fit in things where I can't because that's where it causes tension and that's where it causes difficulties is when you're like well I didn't go that day so I I have to go um so the coach is great coaching is fantastic because it does give you um it makes you accountable I think um and I really enjoy to this day actually having a structure in my training um and having the flexibility to move things around with the current coach that I have um when it just doesn't work and I think we've got a really good relationship actually uh now um we've like reached a really good point where we just kind of work with each other really well and she'll understand if um I just can't juggle it all at a certain Mm. point we just go with it and we always just the foundation of my running is as long as I'm enjoying it we'll carry on yeah good 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 advice for anybody running any distance at any stage in their journey I think in any capability um so I I definitely want to to get on to talking about your 2023 so far because it's been pretty awesome but I'm gonna I'm gonna pose what I, I don't know I guess it might be a difficult question so please feel free to answer it to whatever level you feel comfortable or it might be that you're absolutely fine with, with going deep on it but yeah you've we've talked a lot about how you've you've kind of had this meteoric rise of success of oh I'm good at this and I can do it and every step of the way you take on a new 
um, element to your training and, and, and you angle to it and it kicks you on to the next level and it goes really well. But we all know that on a running journey, it's not all PBs. It's not all positives. It's not all um, uh, successes, if you want to call it that. Um, we all have our moments where it where the wheels fall off and where it goes a little bit wrong. But in some ways, they can be the most important lessons that we learn. Do you have a race that sticks out to you as 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 what I just described? And do you mind talking me a little bit through kind of what happened and and kind of how you came out the back of it or the other side of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I totally agree with what you say. By the way, it, it's I think actually the most important thing about running is the mistakes we make because that sometimes they are the only way that we'll learn because sometimes and I know that I'm guilty of this as well we think we're invincible and we're just not and it isn't until it hits the fan that you go ah yeah I should have I should have probably listened um so London Marathon uh, last year a hundred percent sticks out for me um I I believed in my head if I'm honest with you, I believe that I was more capable of of what I was at the time. Yeah. Uh, and um, and that's where I'm still learning is that I just think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's easy. You know, it's just you train hard and then you can just, you know, you can just take off minutes. Absolutely not. No way. I mean, I'm lucky to get any seconds off. But London Marathon, I started I just I started too fast it's just there's there's no there's no you know beating around the bush I started too fast the 5k downhill I thought I I was fine I was like it's downhill I'll be fine mm-hmm. a couple of seconds what's that what's you know what's you know, what's the 608 and turns out by the time I got to 12 miles <laughs> um I was struggling I'm yeah. absolutely struggling and then from there on in I knew I'd I knew I'd lost it. And I think the hardest thing is when you've got this idea in your head of how you think it's going to go when it happens so early in the race. You, it's all about holding on mm. just whatever you've got left. And that's where I think it, it, it did. It, it was it was really hard, actually, Rob, just kind of it wasn't just getting through the race. Getting through the race was dark. Um, but I, it was the aftermath as well um you know even my husband was like it's not nice seeing you like that um and that's when I realized I, I can't do that again and I promised myself I wouldn't do that again um so my attitude has changed towards my training and towards races entirely I think I think last year I over raced I think I didn't recover enough uh, 100% um and then my bulk of training for London was during the summer holidays where I was trying to, you know, juggle everything. Um, I was putting the kids first and then I was just fitting and training around the side. But by the time it got to taper, I was already tired going into the race. And then I just thought I did it. and it was the biggest lesson I've learned. But I think I've really come out of the other side because of the way I approach things now. Um, and this year is going to be different to last year and I'm only going to do the important things and the important races and just do what I can and you've definitely you've definitely proven that by how you've started this year Um, let's let's not beat around the bush anymore let's talk about how you started 2023 and let's talk about Newport because I'm not going to steal your thunder. Tell me what happened and tell me about the experience on the race day just a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, right, okay. So um, I, I didn't tell anyone about Newport um, because um, it was actually originally Ben's idea. And it was very, you know, he was just like, perhaps you should just take the pressure off and just do our local one. Um, I volunteered at Newport a couple of years ago and I loved the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just on the drop and I was just like, oh, you're all amazing. Um, and I thought, I've got to do it. I've got to give it a go because it's just home, isn't it? Um, so all my training was was targeted towards Newport. And then I just was really relaxed going into the race. I, I you know, sometimes I it, I can't, I don't like the question of what time are you going for? What time are you going mm-hmm. for? Going for? Um, because um, my answer when people did ask me that is I was just like, I just want to get through it. I, it mattered to me, Newport wasn't about a PB. Um, Newport wasn't about, um, it just wasn't about suffering. It was actually yeah. just about. I just I needed I needed to love the marathon again after London. I needed to just go and remember what it is I loved about running a marathon. And yeah, I ran it hard. Of course I did. Um, but for myself, I was just taking things as they happened. So I found a pack and I found these these lovely guys who I ran with. And I was like, do you mind if we just run together? Like kind of. And they were really calm and they were like, yeah, definitely. And we laughed and we joked and we joked about the camera and the motorbike. And we were like, right, guys, that's it. You know, chest up, straight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got a smile from the camera, flying feet. Yeah. Literally, and that is super, it was really funny because every time the bike would run away, we'd be like, "Ooh." <laughs> 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 no one saw that. Um, but yeah, and so it didn't matter what happened. And then it wasn't until I got to mile fourteen, um, I I saw the guy next to me was like I think that's that's a first lady in front and I was like okay but that's great but we are mm. not changing our pace because we're we've got a long way to go and he was like not at all no that's great and then um I passed her and I thought okay this is like this is amazing but I'm not going to think anything of it and then we just cracked on I soaked it all up but you know I saw all my lovely running club and all my supporters I saw my family it was everything I wanted it to be I just wanted to enjoy it and then it got to um 22 which it started really hurting mm-hmm. um and you know for me it's just about the people around you you know this there's a guy from my running club john he ran next to me in like a leather jacket and jeans mm-hmm. and and shoes and was like what do you need what do you need and i was like lucas aid okay um and he just ran with me and gave it to me and the guy next to me held it and we shared it between us you know, and the guys were like, look after her boys. And I was like, that is what it's about. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter where I was on the course. There was just, it's just everyone wants everyone to do well. And that for me is what a marathon is, um, or what anything, what running is actually. Um, and then when I, that was it, I heard the tannoy. I, I came down the finishing straight and I saw my family. And then I heard her uh, say, Lisa Diamond is in the lead. She's approaching the home stretch, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, "Oh my gosh!" It makes me emotional thinking about it. It really, it does. It does. I can't deny it because it was just for me. My family saw me do it, and I'm sorry. So it's so embarrassing. I knew it was. It was for me. It was about just. I wanted like obviously the boys they're, they're little and, and I wouldn't expect them to travel anywhere to come and see me run a marathon especially it's a long haul process for the supporters as well and I, I really respect them for it 
but actually that's what it was about for me I just wanted them to be able to just see me and be proud no matter what happened but for them to see me cross the line oh it was just incredible and it's just a really lovely core memory not not just for me but for them too and so yeah it was it was just unbelievable unbelievable it sounds it absolutely amazing amazing and, and very well recounted as well you almost got me a little bit choked up too so um let's segue then into we, we, you've done it perfectly for me you've made me ask my questions very very easy um you, you talk about family you talk about um the importance of having your kids there um family super important to you um not just um from a running perspective but in the wider message that you are trying to convey to your children and the um uh the example you're trying to set for them which clearly you're doing a pretty good job at by the sounds of it talk to me a little bit about how your running life coincides with your life as a mum um and 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 how you're trying to bring those guys along on the journey with you um so um when i go training i try and make it um like non-invasive for uh for the children as possible so um it doesn't really affect them so i'm hoping that it kind of has a positive impact on them um but then obviously as well i do explain especially to the older ones that sometimes um like if i do have to go for an evening run i'm i'm just like mommy's going for a run and now they're like yeah yeah okay but if they were ever like um you're going running now and I'm like, yeah, darling, because you remember I got that, you know, I have got a race and I want to do as you know as best I can. So Mummy's got to train. So I'm just going to go out. I'll only be an hour and then I'll come back. And then actually uh, what I do say to them, as I say, it makes Mummy a better Mummy just by getting out and just having a little bit of headspace. I say, because, you know, I'm I love doing my stuff with you and we do X, Y and Z. Um, I said, but actually, I'll go out and have a little time to mummy and I'll talk to people or listen to some music on my headphones and then I can come back and we can, you know, do that thing you were telling me about or we can just lay in bed together and we can talk about how your day is and stuff like that. Um, I think the key thing for me um, to kind of, <laughs> for the children to kind of see is that it doesn't matter um, kind of how old you are or what you do. Uh, or kind of what you're trying to juggle um if you've got dreams I think it's really important to show that you can chase them um no matter how like for me I I, I know Florence is like she always goes started a bit late though didn't you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yeah I I did actually I did and I'm like but it's okay I said because I had you guys and I was like, and, and that's all right. I was like, you know, I said, I didn't know that I could even run Florence. And I was like, so better late than never. Um, and I was like, and I've still got some big goals. So I was like, watch me, watch me. And I, I will do them. And I was like, and you can do anything you want to do. And that's the, basically, that's what I'm just trying to teach them. I love it. I love it. Re re really well put. And, and I think a good message for anybody, particularly around, not being afraid to be my big takeaway from what you've just said there is it's okay in amongst what is a very selfless job it's okay to occasionally be selfish but we need to give our kids the respect and the attention to explain to them what's going on and then pay that back in kind around that time that we take for us isn't it yeah and do you know what's really funny actually rob is um 
sometimes if I'm being a bit aggy and a bit like, well, I just don't know. OK, I can't do everything. And they'll go, oh, for goodness sake, go for a run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. It sticks <laughs> after a while. Does it just get out? <laughs> Let dad sort it. You're useless yeah. anyway. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm used to that. I'm, I'm the useless parent in my dynamic as well. So I'm used <laughs> to being told to go for a run. Um, let's talk about another family that you've become a part of. Uh, not quite as important as the children, but also incredible. Um, you're, you're a front runner, aren't you? Um, tell me about how you got involved in it. Tell me about what that 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 um, group, what that community and what that um, uh, what, what that part of that plays in your running journey. Uh, so uh, I've been an Essex front runner now for um, nearly three years, two, three years. Um, and so oh, I absolutely love being an Essex front runner. As in, they, you really are right. They are a family around you. They are constantly supportive. Um, and so for me, what it gives me is not only the running friends I never thought I'd have, um, friends for life. Um, but it also gives me opportunities that I never would have had before. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not talking big, massive things. I'm actually talking about just meeting up. So we have like two meetups a year. Um, and I absolutely they're my favourite bits because it's not often you get to be um, part of a massive meetup of all the people like like minded people. And I said to my friend the other day, it's like it's not often you get together with people apart from either like marriages like wedding days yep. or unfortunately funerals it's, it's we don't get together often enough as people um because life is busy and life gets overwhelming so to have the opportunity to come together and um learn new things from such a diverse community about so many different backgrounds is incredible and i look forward to it every single time and um I, it's, for me, it's just the support that we give each other. That's the biggest thing about being an ASIC frontrunner is that we are so supportive of each and every one of each other's um, achievements and journeys. Um, and so I don't ever not want to be an ASIC frontrunner because although I haven't been there for very long, already it has taught me loads and it's given me a chance to reach out to people uh, from the other side of the world. You know, I was lucky enough to go to Malaga last year um, as part of the MetaSpeed time trials. And it was one of the most amazing experiences um, I've, I've ever had, basically. And I met so many lovely people like, you know, people who are like friends with Mo Farah and, and things like that. And and away in training camps and, and from from just like it's just the community from all different angles. And for me. I mean, when would you ever get the opportunity, you know, as in in normal life? And that for me is is massive. And I love it. I really, really love it. Yeah, you can tell. And, 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 And we've had so many of you guys on over the last three years. And the message that I always hear that's constant from you is that the brand is almost secondary it's not about flogging shoes it's not about um even really representing ASICs it's about organically bringing people from all different backgrounds together and okay yeah, yeah they're, they're all wearing ASICs windbreakers and it's probably a good reflection of ASICs as a brand that they do it but the primary focus is community yeah yeah it is and and just sharing good times and good memories and it's nice to 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 make memories with people like that um yeah it's and that's again what I love about running is that it brings you together in a way that you I 
I never thought when I started running that I would meet so many people and and gain so many new friends. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, and people should absolutely check out Asics and the work the front runner team are doing. Um, we, we've been talking for half an hour nearly already. I can't believe it. it's absolutely flummoxed. We've not <laughs> we've not even talked about London this year. Give me a whistle stop. So you you ran with someone, didn't you, this year at London? So I assume slowed down from your incredible normal pace. Did that give you a bit more of an opportunity to really soak in the big one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I would never recommend doing a marathon a week apart, by the way. Just getting that out there. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, but for me, it was an opportunity I could not pass up. Um, so, yeah, my husband was running for prostate cancer. Um, and and I we always like before the Newport thing was a thing. Um, we we did touch on the fact that we could run together. And I was like, well, listen, if I'm feeling OK after Newport, I really do want to take advantage of that still. Um, so yeah, so um, we ran together. I stopped at mile four because we were different waves. You know yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Because um, it gets gridlocked otherwise. And and then we just cracked on. But I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. As in, it was definitely my favourite London. Yeah, it a hundred percent was. Um, obviously, the crowd. Everyone says the crowd, but the crowd really are amazing. I think my favourite bit actually wasn't just Tower Bridge. Like like everyone does love Tower Bridge because it is absolutely it's a spectacle isn't it it's sensational for me it was um it was the rainbow mile the, the yes rainbow. yeah oh it was amazing it was good wasn't it yeah really oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. yeah you know it was like it was a party as I felt like I was in a rave and I was having a great time you know confetti cannons and even down to all the marshals having the rainbows tattooed on their faces um Denise Van Outen I mean hello I was like Denise (laughs) Um, but yeah raining men I just absolutely yeah I loved it and it was um yeah it was it was really really lovely to do it with Ben we had a laugh on the course and he was really relaxed and he said seeing you relaxed makes me relaxed and I was like let's be relaxed together (laughs) let's do it so yeah, I did. I loved it. Love London. Recommend it. Bucket list every time. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Um, you. We're gonna have to start about wrapping up because we have flown through oh, time. I'm sure we man. could talk for another hour without even drawing breath. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to finish without hearing what's coming next for you. You mentioned telling Florence that you've got big plans to show her. Te- what what what's in plan? If so you next- share, of course, without giving any spoilers away that you might not be able to. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Because um, no, I I think it's important to to share our goals definitely. Um, and th- this is no secret anyway. Um, so my next my next big goal um will be Berlin. Um, now whilst I you know I don't know how I'm going to run there because I'm I'm always like oh I'll try and do this and then it, I don't want it to not go to plan. But all I know is that I'm I'm just gonna give it my all but I'm really going to make sure that I enjoy it because I've never been to Berlin so I'm also going to go there I promise not to suffer from the off um and that's yeah so that's my next one and then after that I'm not really sure but in between that I I I mean apart from castles which is our local race with the club and I love castles um I haven't got much coming up because I purposely I just don't want to I want to recover properly yeah, not over racing and just save myself to for the A races, you know. Well, there we go. And Berlin's quite a good A race to 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 get in at the end of the year. And we're there. 
supporting a pal so hopefully we'll be able to give you a cheer as you're inevitably flying to something incredible listen um we're out of time thank you so so much for taking the time to speak to us um thank you so much uh yeah for out of your busy schedule i know you've got a lot on um congratulations on all the amazing success so far i'm sure there's been more in the future before i do let you go is there anyone we've not mentioned i know you've already shouted out the front runners but anyone else you wanted to say hello to uh shout out mention before i let you go no we're all good all of those that i love no they've they've, they've had their plug uh enough already (laughs) wonderful listen thank you so much and if not before hopefully see you in berlin oh that'd be great thank you so much for having me and that my fine four foot friend was lizzie dimond uh refers to herself as lizzie diamond for no other reason than she likes the sound of it better pure hyacinth bouquet behavior but a top-notch guest nonetheless uh did you actually listen to it this week I have, yes. Yes, I did listen to it this week, believe it or not. Really? Only took 113 episodes of me taking the piss out of you to um, to actually do it. I do, I, do, I do listen to some of them most of the When I get a chance, I do listen. I, I had a chance this time. After you've been berated for not doing it in the first place. But what did you think? Great guest and what yeah. a bloody marathon. I know, yeah. The, 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 the excitement when she talks about the, yeah, the, the Newport Marathon and uh, yeah, just the, the emotion that she tells when she's telling that story as well it's, it's good to and also the, the camaraderie she had with the guys uh, chasing that um, motorbike uh, with a camera on it it's kind of what I used to do when I used to be on the buses the bus used to come over the hill and I'd see the bus and I'd be like don't look knackered don't look knackered don't look knackered and I thought you meant you were on a motorbike with a bus I, I, I got confused um yeah good though good yeah amazing episode and like what I thought was pretty cool about it was as much as she was talking about winning a marathon which is something we can never really dream of can we um i still felt that what you sp- you said then matt the emotions the um that kind of positivity that happiness that joy that came from that achievement that can ring true for anybody running that was very relatable it wasn't necessarily because she won the race i didn't think i think it was because she achieved something she wanted to achieve and whether that's a, a 5k a, a finishing just finishing a race um whatever it might be i think we can all relate to that in some ways that was that was pretty cool man um good good there we go so let's get on with it now we've got uh, the next thing to get to we've got a park run segment uh, and we all went we all went matt you were there weren't you did, did you put my photo on somebody's head again or something? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. Uh, although, <laughs> uh, although, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but let's get to some people who were there, who actually partake in parkrun and aren't little fucking cop-out bellends. Uh, ben Emmer here. Ben Emmer, how are we doing? Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we're good, thanks. How are you lot? Feeling a little bit regretful about how mean I was about Matt just then. That was The, the insult was a little bit worse than... You feel no regret, Rob. We know. I mean, I'm not saying it's not how I feel. I'm just saying it was a little bit hard. Seeing his little face, like I just stole a puppy from him. He's still smiling. He's still happy. (laughs) There's some sadness behind those eyes. Uh, How are we doing, guys? How has your week been so far? Uh, Yeah, been all right, thanks. Extra day off work. So, yeah, been good so far. How's, uh, How's your week been? Yeah, solid, man. Solid. Uh, how did uh, one thing to ask you, which probably isn't for the recording, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How was your enjoyment of the uh, the coronation celebrations? I know that you were very excited, Ben, uh, to get back to it. Emma, you were equally ecstatic. No, it was so boring. We, we turn it off. I, I, I like with the funeral and like with anything, you've got to kind of watch it because you don't know if you'll ever see another one. 
and we I know we might see Williams, but you never know, anything could happen. Um, so we started watching it and it was just so medieval and it was kind of boring. And yeah, I think I watched about half an hour, 45 minutes and then I fell asleep. Mm. So, like, uh, like Game of went. Thrones, but without the boobies and the stabbing. Never watched it. <laughs> Never watched watch Game of Thrones. Oh, that's a different. That's a different podcast right there. Um, although I tell you what, I did see again completely off, off subject. If you've not seen it, you need to try and find it. The best thing I saw come out the internet after the coronation was somebody spliced together um, Charles getting crowned with you know that scene in Johnny English where he swings in and steals the crown. Never seen it. You've never seen Johnny English, right? Okay, I'll send you the video. It's good. This is irrelevant for a podcast. Let's get on with it and uh, tell us where you went to Parkrun this week. Oh, I was there, but still, tell everybody else. We went to Yarborough Leisure Centre Parkrun. Where? Yarborough Leisure Centre Parkrun. <laughs> Yarborough. <laughs> uh, very, very good. So pretty new parkrun um paulie had said he was going to go with laura blackwell so we decided to jump on that one um it was a fibonacci but we didn't need it because we've already done it but they I did. did i did and you needed it um paulie needed it laura needed it hence they were jumping on and uh, doing it then um and then we had a couple of other people join us julie jolie 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 Nearly left me hanging there. Um, mm. He needed he needed a flat and fast part run for his part run cup effort, so he joined us as well. And Mr. Paul Griffiths and his lovely wife Marcia joined us as well. They did, they did, and uh, Laura's dad came as well mm. with uh, little Josh in the pram. Mm. Which, which to be fair, is someone who we put Matt's head on. Did he have his Did he have his T-shirt on? Uh, Laura's dad, no, it was in the boot of his car, and he he proudly showed me that it was still in the boot of his car with the tags on. <laughs> saving, saving it for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To what to, to mop the mud shoes before he gets in the car. Yeah. It's on eBay. <laughs> no, no one's no one's gonna buy that. Matt will buy it. Um. um so Yarbaruga, it's uh, it's the newest one in Lincoln. There were previously two in Lincoln, and both of them are fairly flat. Doddington Hall is just pan flat out and back. Lincoln, you did with us, Rob, in your part on Cup yeah. Effort. That's fairly flat, isn't it? A bit twisty, a bit tight in places. A little, little, little twist. Tw- twisty twisty and flat, I'd say. Is, twisty is what slows it down rather than any hills, but lovely yes. one. Yeah, lovely one. So this this one, obviously, we uh, event 13 um it it's build as flat and fast it is it has got ever such a slight bit of elevation in it but what you what you lose on the up you make on the down i mean we're talking what it was maybe five ten foot a lap if that um so not massive um it's quite repetitive though it is three and a half laps so it's kind of like shaped in two kind of triangle squares that are joined at the at the corners in a way what's a triangle square then triangle squares yeah you know what i mean rectangle squares um similar still still no no still the same problem you're describing two two different shapes to describe (laughs) one area rob shut your trap so you start off it's got a little bit of a downhill and then you go straight out and you do one of the tri-squares um, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
favorite thing about Ben is how he will double down on anything. Like, it doesn't matter how blatantly wrong it is. He's doubling down. Ben has now invented a new shape because he's so stubborn. <laughs> he turned it sideways. triangle square. Turn it sideways and draw a line between the two opposite corners. It's, it's, a, it's a triangle. So That's, that's, anyway. that's a two triangles, Ben. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, bollocks to you. You go down a little slope of the start. <laughs> there was, there was, did you, I don't know if you noticed, but did you see on either side at the start, they had the cut-out masks on faces, and one had mm. Charlie and one had Camilla on, and she was stood there, like, waving, like, oh, yes. I thought it was quite hilarious on the start, start straight. Mm, yeah, yeah, they were in the coronation spirit. Yeah, they were, everybody was. There were lots of uh, red, white, and blues going on there. Uh, we had our... We resisted wearing our fartlek socks and wore our Union Jack ones instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Joe was there, and Joe had asked if I could help pace him to a PB. Um, the answer was no, I couldn't. Joe, Joe seemed to have some rocket up his backside for the first mile. Um, we set off, and within 200 meters, he was running like 5:20 pace. Yeah, but but Ben, it didn't help that you set out to pace him. Not only after absolutely blasting a road race on Thursday night and running on Friday night, but also decided that running not a million miles away from your own kind of top speed, you did it in a paper crown and a sarong that you made out of a Union Jack flag. No, I, I, I hardly even noticed them the whole, whole way around. It was quite nice. Um, it was papier-mâché to the side of your head by the end of it. It was, it was. My, uh, I'm a sweaty git. <laughs> Like all the points on the crown went all like floppy and sad by the end of it. Is that Robin Hood? Doesn't he have doesn't something happen to his crown at the end of the Robin Hood cartoon? The Disney one. Never mind. I'm going off on a lot of tangents today. Please save me and continue. We are so so he set off like the clappers, five twenty pace. First half a mile, all I can do is chase his heels. And and then I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to carry on at this pace because I'm going to die far too early. So off Joe went, I just thought, I'll let him go. I'll try and hold somewhere around about 19 and a half, 19.45, and I'll probably catch him at some point. And lo and behold, I did. I caught him probably, it was probably about start of the second lap because you go out, you do this, you do one of the smalls, you do the smaller of the squares, try squares. Um, <laughs> Squirkles. And then as you're coming back around, rather than send you around the other one, they send you back around the small one on the very first lap. So as they call it on the corner, chaos corner, it really it really was chaos corner because we were coming back round to do the second lap of it and we were catching up the back of the pack runners. So we're having to weave in between these. And then as we're going round, there's just people all over the path in front of you. So you're just cutting in everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is chaotic. I do think, though, I think I can't remember ever saying it to you or somebody else. It is chaos and it's not ideal. But given the fact that you have to run those top squares four times, that's the that's the layout of the course. And we're saying you've got to do that regardless. I'd rather do I'd rather double up on the first lap than the third. Yes. I think the worst thing in the world would be on that quick course where you're really good in it for a PB. And then you've got to go up out onto this little it's like it's like an offshoot this square that's the best way to think of it you've got your main track your main lap then it's like an offshoot so you do that one to do that twice at the end would be pretty demoralizing i think yeah like it, it was what it was and we managed to weave our way through and and yeah like i say caught him up 
and kept him going for about a mile and a bit. And then, um, like you said, I raced on Thursday night, so only 38 hours before my legs were spangled, uh, especially after the first half a mile at that pace. So, but but we got in there. I stuck with him, and then about 200 meters from the end, I said, "Mate, you just go. I'm 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 dying." So off he went, and uh, he ended up with a PB. He did pretty well, didn't he? Part rock cup yeah. antics. But I think everybody, uh, it, it's a quick course. It, it's like yeah. Ben says, it is what it is. It's you know you're not seeing amazing scenery. You know it's not going to change your life. But if you want a PB and you're in that area, you can't do much better. I don't think it was absolute. It was rapid. And like I came, like I'm still on marathon legs a little bit, and I was within 15 seconds of my quickest time this year. Like it, it's a quick course, isn't it? We could we could tell you were going, but I didn't know whether you three were going to run together or what. But as we were coming back around the first square, I could see you were all separate, and I thought, right, they're all putting in an effort here, and it was mm. great to see. And we could spot you from a mile away because you had your fart legs up on. Yeah. Um, Ollie and M mixed in with the crowd, so it was a lot harder to spot them. But yeah, it was it was fast. It was yeah. really fast, and it was great to see uh, Paul and Marcia. Yeah, Marcia, Marcia PB'd as well, didn't she? You had, you had a good go as well, didn't you, Em? It's been a while since you've took the took the brakes off a little bit apart run. Smashed it. Yeah, I mean, still a million miles off my PB, but I, I really do just turn up to par and plod around. So you can't expect to then just turn up and, you know, run it hard and get a really good time. So, yeah, I was, I was quite happy with that, really. And I still think it was a really good time. I think everyone did. I think it was great. From that perspective, it was great. And then, of course... The exciting thing uh, was that we all had breakfast together after, which was great. But before we get there, purple sign. I know what happened with the purple sign. Was sign was fine, didn't we? We, we had two goes at the purple sign because um, we, we found some club runners from who were local to us. Same club oh, as Oh, Barnsley friends. Barnsley friends. Jane and David from, they are a couple from Barnsley who are in, well, Jane's just turned 60 and they've just got a camper van. So now they've started like touring around and doing part runs, and that's just like the dream, really. Mm. So we were chatting about that, and then we had a purple sign picture with them, and then it was their twelfth wedding anniversary as well mm. that day. So yeah, they were celebrating by spending the weekend in Lincoln. Uh, so that was lovely. Um, we all had a purple sign picture, didn't we? That went quite well. No yeah. issues. Moving mm. on. So going straight away from that, I, I thought the picture came out really well. Um, Ben, 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 did, ben did his standard thing where he tells the person that I'm the drama and then uses that as an excuse to be horrible to them while they're trying to take a photo under the guise that it's because he doesn't want to disappoint me. Um, it's, it's hilarious every time, what can I say? She looked petrified at you, Rob. She did one look <laughs> at you and she just like froze and she's like, what am I doing? So, I mean, I even, she even said like this. So I went and looked at the camera and she was holding it off at a funny angle. So I moved it in her hand and she did not. She <laughs> just stood in place. She had to move her hand right out to one side. Um, and then she just stood there. She was like taking a photo like this. Then move the camera. Just, just for context, if anyone got lost in Ben's fake story, Ben manoeuvred a woman's hand into the position he wanted before we took a photo. <laughs> she shit herself. She was. She, <laughs> she's not, she'll never come back to part run in case you're there. Um, but yeah, apart from that, we got a picture and it was great. Uh, Tony the Tiger. Um, and then we went for breakfast, didn't we? 
Yeah, we uh, pretty much took over a cafe, didn't we? It was tiny. Um, I'd spotted somewhere that was like a two-minute drive from Parham that did a vegan full English. So I was like, well, that's it then. That's where I'm going. Uh, we had to manoeuvre the tables so we could sit together. What was it called? Cafe uh, Ella. Cafe Ella. Ella, Ella, Ella. A, A, A. Made that joke on Saturday as well. <laughs> yeah, we did some more singing while we were having breakfast, didn't we? Oh, yeah, it was someone's birthday. So, Alan. Alan, yeah. Alan. Alan. Yeah, we they found brought, They brought his breakfast out with a candle in his hash brown. Um, and they weren't singing happy birthday, so we had to sing it. We, we, we kind of assumed it was his birthday and we just wow. we just you broke into song. He looked we're really, just... he looked really embarrassed. He did. I think we ruined his birthday breakfast, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just by our presence, never mind by singing. Um, but it was nice though. It was nice though. It was a proper, proper greasy spoon cafe. Um, I would not have thought it would have catered for the likes of me. Um, you always know you're in a proper cafe when it's not an americano. It's just a black coffee. Um, mm. But it was, nice. it was it was really nice, and it was cheap as chips. I think I paid on my card, and we split the bill afterwards just to make it less stressful for them. Eight of us were eating, and it cost seventy quid. Mm. It was brilliant. The, really, really the, good. Would recommend it. Can I just make one criticism? Go on. The cappuccino was shit. Okay. It was like warm milk. There was no bloody coffee in it. It was terrible. Don't have a cappuccino if you go. Have a black coffee. <laughs> I, I think that was our mistake by picking a cappuccino and a greasy spoon and we should have just gone for a coffee, a coffee yeah. or a cup of tea. Wet and warm. Yeah. Wet and that's what she said. We. Yeah. First one. First one. Um, <laughs> good. It was, it was a good day out, wasn't it? It's bomb. Yeah. Weather was nice. Volunteers were good. Uh, everyone was in a, in a bit of a spirit for the Jubilee uh, coronation. High barcode scan standards. Um, there was another Barnsley run it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Really solid. enjoyed it. Really solid, enjoyed it. solid day out. And of course, Joe Lee was part run cupping. We've alluded to earlier. His opponent Leone was off three, climbing the three peaks, so she didn't have a go in the other semi final. Um, Adam Brown, great with bushy beard, not anymore. Uh, he didn't have a go either, did he? Because he was prepping for Alderley Edge 10k on Sunday. But we did have the Sim Reaper putting an effort in, didn't we? The Sim Reaper, yeah, he has, uh, he, he went big this week. He went really big. 35 seconds, I think he took off wow. his peak in the round. 35 mm. seconds in the semi-final, that's massive. But, uh, I mean, look at Adam Brown last round. He took a minute off, so he's, he's got to go big, Simo. He's got he's got to take some time off because uh, Adam Brown is in form at the minute. Snapping at his heels. Yeah, so he's, uh, I think... I, I think he said he's going to go again this weekend and try and take a little bit more off if he can. He might have reached his peak, but I think he's still got a little bit more that he, he needs to take off and he can take off. So, yeah, yeah. let's let's see. Let's see. It'll be a good one because I think Adams Adams had a pretty solid contest with someone who's managed to lose 45 times and still be in the <laughs> tournament. Um, right. Good. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, great. Yeah. Top, top weekend all around. Looking forward to the next one. Remember, Part Run Cup, it is the last Week of weekend of the semi-final this weekend coming, and then we'll be planning a final. It could be an old Sheffield affair, it could be a Trans Pennine affair. We shall see. Uh, but before we get there, we've got some achievements to shout out from this week. So Matthew, yeah, man. Uh, what are we gonna do for roll call this week? Are you gonna sing the song again, or have you got a new song, or are you gonna just 
throw me a curveball? What's what's the what's the plan, Stan? Shall I go old, old school? Or you, which do we which do we prefer nowadays? It does take a lot of time watching you do the other one. JP looks like he's fallen asleep. So um, and you've not even started yet. Uh, you know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. No, I think I wanted the full one. Yeah, it's got to be full one. I wanted full one. Yeah, full one. Full one. Judge rules. Judge rules. Full one. You went a bit early then, Matty. Come on. Loving this thing right here. Our O double L calling is right here. Falik family, put them hands in the air, cause if you don't care, then we don't care. Was it five? Was it ten? Or the big twenty-six? An ultra? Ah, fucker. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen after you said that you were you were bigger than foot last week. You were so cocky and confident. <laughs> you went straight into yeah, I'll just do it. I'm not even reading my words anymore. It's gonna what, did, what did he say last week when he said, oh, I, just, I just do it all the time now, lads. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It just, just rolls off. Just just call me Tiny Fred Durst. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <sighs> Tiny Fred Flintstone. Just do the roll calls, will you? Uh, who wants to go first? Did you have it on your screen there, Matt, by the way? No, I'm just getting the other ones up now. I'm just getting the uh, roll calls up now. He did have it on his screen, but then he can't read, so it's kind of well, a point. Ben, I think it's you to start, anyway. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's my mate. What's, what's he been up to? Pie club runner, Stephen. Hello, Steve. Where's my pie? Um <laughs> <laughs> He took a train to Porth Madog and he ran back to Hafan Wymore. Hafan Wymore. I was in Hafan Wymore. That's where my That's what she said. That's what she wants. Um, Hafan Wymore. Um, uh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, delayed reaction. Can I start again now? So he took a train to Porth Madog and he ran back to Hafan Wymore. Uh, whilst on holiday, uh, and then just well done to all. So well done Thank to everyone uh, all your runs this weekend. And well done to you, Steve. Good work, mate. Uh, half any more. Beautiful part of the world. Emma, what's next? Uh, Mr. Underscore Steve Underscore Runs from the Point Ninety Nine podcast. Um, he wants to shout out um, at the Underscore Happy Diet for smashing the Ultra X Scotland Fifty. Absolutely badass boss lady. Badass boss lady, indeed. He was there. He went to watch as well, didn't he? As well, he went to see Kaylee um, uh, doing the ultra. Not not too many weeks after doing Manchester either, we saw her there. And uh, and Stephen had a good catch up, and she smashed it. So well done to you, and uh, uh, good to hear from you, Steve. Hope all's well. Who's next? I've got Spicy on the run. Rich Billing. Mm-hmm. A 50k bimble along the South Downs, pacing a mate to a PB. Boom, orange carrot. What the she just bangs them out for fun, doesn't she? Yeah. She's smashing yeah. her own challenge at the minute, isn't she? Yeah. Casual 50k. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Wait tomorrow for next weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's doing leads, isn't she? Yeah. My dad. Uh, she'll smash it. No no doubt whatsoever. Well done to you, Matty. Uh, our Derek, Derek goes running. He didn't fall over in the mud on the Thames path. Thames? That's what I said, Thames. Thames? Thames. What the fuck is the Thames? It's the Thames. Thames. Thames Pass. Thames Pass. Thames Pass. Thames Pass. Thames Pass. What you dickhead? Thames Pass. 
nine, Matthew. It's ten to nine. Um, Stupid, you, you ever heard of the River Thames? It's this big water feature that runs through the middle of London. Have you seen EastEnders? It's on EastEnders, Matt. <laughs> um, anyway, besides laughing at Matt, uh, big shout out to Derek for what he did do at the weekend. He, he yeah, smashed off awesome. some big miles in that ultra. Um, Kenny's not going to listen, but she smashed out some big miles too. So well done to them both for uh, for what they did. It was uh, yeah. incredible. Yeah, good shout, Ben. It's it's th- 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 those big hundred mile super long races. A DNF can feel like a failure, but it bloody isn't. The the yeah. amount that he put himself through and Kenny as well. Um, the, the, those guys put themselves through. Anyone who's, who's 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 took on such a big distance and not quite gone the whole way. It still blows my mind how someone can even get to the start line. It takes a certain type of person to brave that, and he did incredible. And uh, and I know we had a good support crew around him with uh, Scott and Jess, and uh, I think Dan was, was was knocking about somewhere as well. So yeah, uh, good good little gang they've got down there, and and well done to all of them. And you'll you'll get them next time, Big D. Um, is it me next? Yep. Yep. Uh, so I've got one. For, it's a first a first uh, roll call. We get a lot of usual suspects, which we love, of course. Uh, but I've not seen this name pop up before. Nicola, Bernie, Gunn. And it's a big one. It's, it, it's probably Is it probably the best first entry we've ever had? Completed the 37th edition of Marathon de Sable. Uh, just, you know, like you do. That's all it says. There's no nothing else. Just just smashed out Marathon de Sable, didn't I? Um, awesome. I don't know what to say to that. It's awesome. I remember chatting to Fiona Oaks way back in Series 2, telling me all about it. It is gruesome. It is horrible. Um, of course, if you've seen Running for, is it Running for Good, Fiona Oaks' documentary, Running for Good? If you've seen that, it, you'll know. Um, but yeah, fair play to you, uh, Nicola. Huge, huge congratulations. Just to get there is an incredible achievement and to complete it, it puts you amongst the few amongst the few. So huge, huge well done to you. And thank you for sending us a message. Emma, who have we got next? Next up, we've got Jolie running. Uh, Who's that? Jolie. 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 Jolie, 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 Jolie. Jolie. Oh, Jolie. Jolie, Jolie. Um, I don't know what happened there, but it was really fast. We made a new verse. I don't know why anyone listens to this fucking podcast. Go on, why are we shouting Jolie out? Uh, Well, he's shouting out Mike Slack for sticking with me on Sunday's long run and for cracking company. I don't know how many miles around, do you? I feel like they're around 13. Nice. Yeah, he's prepping for Windermere, isn't he? So he wanted a long one to to finish it off. And Slacky Julie obliged. Uh, he just run forever, that lad, couldn't he? Uh, huge well done. And good luck, Jolie, at Windermere. Uh, ben? Um, next to Adam Brownie underscore runs, uh, the one that used to have the big bushy beard. Uh, also part on Cup semi-finalist. He's shouting out himself because he ran at the Older the Edge bypass 10k and he got a PB of 45. 57. That's, that's rapid. That is Pal rapid. Mal, Rodney. Pal Mal. Very good. So, testament to what I said earlier about how he's in good form at the minute and he's uh, he's he's going to he's going to do well on Saturday at Parkrun. Is he is he off to Windermere on Sunday as well? Is he really? Is yeah, he is. Yeah, he's doing it. Is yeah. it this week or next? Oh, it's 21st. So it's a couple of weeks. Oh, a couple of weeks. Sorry, a pre a prematurely. Uh, which is Joe, good luck. I take it back, Joe. Um, he has he has messaged me, Adam Brown, saying that he's going to go all out this week. He's having he's having a go. He's gone to. He asked me if there's any alternative to Alexandra. I've said no. Stick to what you know. Flat, yeah, flat, yeah, flat, fast, and familiar. The three F's. 
Um, yeah, well done, Adam. Uh, Matt? Uh, Emily, into the outdoors. Uh, she rang win, ran Wings for Life World Run. Uh, the catcher car caught her at eight miles, though. So, uh, awesome effort. Good run. Uh, but I don't even know the distance of that one. I don't know what the concept is about. No. no, but it's it's still amazing. And also uh, a little birdie. To, isn't uh, Emily's on uh, press play and running? She this week, I think. So that's another big thing to shout out. Go and have a listen to Ryan's podcast. You should listen to it anyway. Cause it's freaking awesome. Um, if you want, if if you listen to this and thinking, I thought I was going to get some serious running conversation. <laughs> there's your alternative Uh, no right Ryan's great and we love him lots Uh, but yeah Emily's another really good egg and she is on the this week so go and have a look at that when you've finished getting this in your ears Um, but yeah well done to you Emily and JP finish us off strong with a doozy yeah so it's paul.griffiths.runs so shout out for Marcia aka Mrs G for smashing a part on PB and then a belly emoji well done Mrs G Oh, 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 a PB bell emoji. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, you just been a bit of a prick. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, nice. One. Yeah, I was there, Marcia. She, and you know what? She's in fat like family colours. She was rocking the OG T-shirt while Paul had the V2 collab top on. So it was good to see uh, a fartlet couple uh, enjoying a part run together and smashing PBs along the way. So uh, loving, loving that Mrs. G is getting more and more involved in the community. Uh, we love them both lots. So huge, huge. Uh, well done to you and well done, Paul, for your pacing prowess. Uh, that's it. Roll call done. Matt, have you got something clever to say to finish the roll call? No, just well done to everybody. Awesome, awesome running week. Uh, marathon seasons has kind of been put to the wayside uh, so there's some good good different roll calls that's been uh, had this week so thank you hmm. i've got nothing to insult you about other than that good good way to segue out uh we've got any thank yous to start finishing off who jp did it last week didn't you yep. uh, i think it's ben this week I, i'll do it yeah right um shout out to lizzie diamond Demond. 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 I think that's a new one. Diamond. I don't know. You, you did the interview. Um, shout out to Lizzie for coming on and for her chat. I've not had a chance to listen yet, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm sure it was awesome. Um, shout out to Graham Lindley. Super awesome theme music. Um, shout out to Rob for being Rob. Um, doing what he does. JP. Uh, editing, getting guests, and doing what he does. Uh, shout out to Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Matt you know, uh, you know what? He's been all right this week. Like, apart from it, that horrendous attempt at his roll call song, he's not embarrassed me too much. So we haven't done the intro yet. So this we haven't fine. recorded the first half of the podcast. So I'm aware that I'm saying that potentially prematurely, but good downhill. Bit of, pre- bit of pressure now, Matt. No premature maturation. No <laughs> premature maturation. No no matting up in the first Matty half. So, so shout out to Matty. Uh, shout out to M for keeping me in check and uh, just being amazing. Um, shout Aww. out. Shout out to me for just being me. Um, shout mm. out. Shut up, Ed. Shout out to people in the back. Well, not people in the background so much anymore. Jack, he's now in charge of social media, I believe. Yeah, yeah. be careful. Watch, be careful in your DMs. <laughs> Jack, yeah. Because Jack's got a tendency to go rogue. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, 
We took um, it just for context. We took Jack off the DMs about six months into the podcast back in early 2021 because he did have a tendency to forget that he was on the podcast account and just message people random shit. So it's t- it took a year and a half for him to get the trust back to go on it. But we're going to see how it goes. He's doing a great job so far a week in, Jackie. Well done. He is. Um, shout out to newsletter guys, Nick Finney, Cliff Versailles. Paul McWhorter um, and Jamie Denham. Nearly mm-hmm. forgot them. New articles, it. of course, Ben, going out on the website at the moment weekly. So do check that out. Cool. Okay. Uh, shout out to Statman John. Mm. Um, hope he's all right on his des- desert island, desert island. Deserted island, yeah. Um, shout out to Lou, Joe, Sammy in the background as well. Um, have I missed anyone? No, big thank you to Doug for sending the care package this week. Doug, yeah, Doug's on care package. Uh, very good, yeah, that's it. Well done, mate. Perfect. A pro. Seamlessly completed. Uh, Emma, where can people find us if you want to give us a follow? If you want to find out more about the podcast, if you want to find out where they can listen, uh, well, you must know where to listen because they're listening to it right now, but if they want to get involved. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. We've got a website, whatthefartlake.com. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music and Google Music if you are Laura Blackwell. And you can also get in touch at whatthefartlikepodcast at gmail.com. Spot on. Flawless as ever. Do you guys want to know who's going to be on the podcast next week? Yes. Because yep. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I don't know, because we've got a schedule. We've had a couple of clashes that have meant the guest that I thought was going to go on is probably not going to be on this week. So I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm going to say that it's going to be the amazing, the uh, very charismatic, uh, the awesome, funny to watch, uh, bit of a social media sensation. He is becoming with a very unique brand of uh, running bands, a very honest, very real, very cool. Uh, Mr. Michael Adeneran. Um, who is better known as the Urban Challenger. He's an absolute legend. Uh, we had a great chat uh, talking all about his love of running, whether that is uh, racing, road racing, obstacle OCR running. Um, he's got into triathlons. Uh, he's just, he just, he just eats, sleeps and breathes um, competing in, 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 in running based activities. And, he, and he's a good lad. And it was a really great chat. So a couple of weeks earlier than we expected to put it out. But um, we're going to do a bit of reshuffling. We're going to get Mike on this week coming. So uh, uh, look forward to that. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Rob, where can yes. they find you if they want to on the old Instagram? Oh, seamless. Oh, I didn't even have to pause for breath like we always do at this segment and go, well, what do we do now? Let's finish it. Uh, li- uh, at Little Runner Boy Rob, uh, how about you, Ben? Uh, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strano. What about you, Matty? Uh, I'm at Matty Owls. How about you, Emma? I'm at Emma JJ85. How about you, JP? I'm at JP13. That did not go in the order that that you're appearing on my screen, and it's really confused, and I don't like it. <laughs> left, it's left a really bitter taste in my mouth that we didn't do that in order. <sighs> anyway, right, that is it. We are done. So, as always, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with us through our antics. If you're a first-time listener, uh, I know that Lizzie has got a huge following, so you might have found us. Maybe you're a follower of Asics Frontrunners. Maybe you're a follower of her account, and you've come across us. And if you've stuck with us till the end and not just turned off after she's finished listening, thank you. 
um uh, we hope you enjoyed it and to our far, like family our hardened listeners the ones who've been here from the start the ogs we see you we acknowledge you. We appreciate you. We love you very, very much. If you want to be a part of our Fart Like family, it is growing all the time. You can do so uh, by getting in touch with us. Uh, Emma gave you all the details. Just pop some message on social media. We have community meetups. We've got a brand spanking new rehash of an old virtual challenge that is coming out in just a couple of weeks when we launch Series 11. Um, of course, the parkrun-themed cups and leagues uh, happen through the year as well. Uh, we do parkrun, coffee morning meetups. We've got a WhatsApp chat. It's good bloody fun. Um, Ben's frozen sideways so I think now's probably a good time to say may your runs as always continue to be wonderful don't forget to be excellent to each other be kind or just go away because you're a bit of a knobhead and uh, we'll see you on the flip flop next week Matt please tell me you thought of something clever to finish the show got nothing got nothing nothing you've never got anything triangle yeah square (laughs) that's a rectangle you dickhead Square. Triangle square. You remember that pineapple pen thing? That apple pen. Apple pineapple pen? Remember that one? Remember it? Remember that other thing? It's now Can we cut this out? <laughs> Sing Diamonds Are Forever, Matt, and then we'll go. Diamonds are forever! Square, squircle, triangles are forever! <laughs> What's a squircle? A squircle triangle? Don't, 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 don't tell Ben you don't know what that is. He'll get really upset. Right, we're finishing. See you later, guys. Catch on Thursday. Peace. Isn't a squirkle a Pokemon?